Hi guys, and welcome back to Midday Match with Livy. Clearly, I am fucking Livy. You guys, how is everybody doing? Me personally, I did definitely have a mental breakdown this past weekend. It was really um, horrible. I don't want to get into the details of it because it was bad, but like I haven't had like a mental breakdown like that in like a really long time. So it was like really something different for me to have a mental breakdown like that. And I just didn't really love the experience of having one as well as I did go live on TikTok and I did overshare my entire life. Like I went on there and I told the story of of how I found my ex cheating on me. I went into so much detail about like him owing someone money. Like I like literally said every single fucking thing I should not have said on TikTok live. I then went to talk about why my situationship ended, which surprise you guys, my situationship that I was talking about last week, it did end. Um, and I'm not speaking about that because I was told I'm not allowed to. Anyways, no, I'll probably talk about it one day, but I don't have any. Actually, I kind of am talking about it today. Anyways, I literally overshared on TikTok Live so much. Talked about brand deals that are not re yet ready to be posted. And like, like I just said so much and I shouldn't have done that. And like, then I had really bad anxiety for the rest of the night about it because I was like, okay, fuck. Like, I literally said everything I wasn't supposed to say on TikTok Live. Like, why the fuck did I do that? But then um yeah that's that random not random but use i do have an i do have another princess polly brand deal coming up so use my code livy just l-i-v-i on princess polly for 20 percent off your order that is going to be dropping monday on my instagram probably tuesday wednesday on my tiktok and so yeah i'll probably throw it in on my youtube channel too who the fuck knows anyways um yeah, I have another Princess Polly brand deal. So that's so exciting. I like literally cannot see what I wrote for this week's episode because I'm filming at the same time as recording. So that's that. Anyways, this week's episode, I'm going to warn you right now, I'm giving major Andrew Tate vibes. Not really, kind of. No, not really at all. I'm just like back in my era. Like I kept saying like, I don't want to go back to the like, I hate men phase of my life. And it's like, why not? You know, like why why not go back or you know like why not so this episode is dedicated to me finding my truth again of like I fucking hate men kind of thing but I don't hate them anymore but like it's just me finding my truth again and the truth is that men are useless okay clearly when I was writing this I was really going fucking through it but like whatever that is what it is I just feel like the past couple months I've had such negative experiences with men and I'm like why did I do what I did and it's like I did nothing like I did absolutely nothing wrong. It's like these losers. So like I kind of just want to share with you the stories of what these four losers did. And so I'm going to be talking about men and their toxic egos and like the times that I've encountered men with their toxic egos. And we're going to be talking all about that. So it's going to come from like a business sense, like working for the toxic male ego, as well as dating the toxic male ego and then like talking to the toxic male ego in just different forms. So we're really deep diving on the toxic male ego. Ego. Take a shot every single time I fucking say the toxic male ego. But yeah, we will be deep diving on that today. So let's talk about men in the workplace and their toxic male ego. This stems a lot from bosses. So here is just one of my 
I'm going to be talking about two different situations with two completely different people, but let's get into the first one. I shared this story briefly and it feels like a lifetime ago, but like this genuinely happened in March. But like I talked about a situation that happened in my workplace. This guy who was my boss was making like so many sexual advances to me and my coworker saying like insane things like I'll literally pay you to have sex with me. Like the most fucked up things and um touching us a lot inappropriately like touching me in weird places and overall being like a fucking creep like being weird as absolute shit and he was my boss at the time so um I don't know why I did quotations if you're watching this but he was my boss at the time and I it was so bad that I had to go to HR and I had to have a meeting with the head of operations and the place I was working at like it was a really nice like high-end place and they cared about a lot about their public image keep that in mind while I tell you guys this story so um I had a meeting with him and the meeting went exactly like this him just being like we can't protect your safety and if you come forward and open up an HR case you're still going to have to work on the floor with him while the case is ongoing and he knows that you're putting out a case against him um and yeah like that's just kind of that so if you decide to go forward and tell your truth you're still gonna have to work with him every single day you're gonna see him every single day and that's just about that and I'm like that doesn't make any fucking sense anywhere. So, and then he was like, you know what? Maybe it was a cultural misunderstanding. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll pay you to have sex with me. It's pretty understandable to any culture. Um, That's not a cultural misunderstanding whatsoever. I will literally pay you to have sex with me. Like that is what it is. And he just kind of like, I mean, I was talking to a man at the same time. So it's like, I was talking to a man about another man. Obviously that's not going to go the best when you're dealing with two toxic male egos like going head to head and like he's like you know what like maybe it was a mistake and it's like there really is no mistake with someone saying I will pay you to have sex with me like your boss literally saying I will pay you to have sex with me no misunderstanding there literally none and um the meeting was just like a huge fuck you to me and everybody else that was involved in this meeting just like "Mm, sorry sorry ladies I'm so sorry about that And everyone told me to like let it go, specifically my mother. My mother was like, you literally just like need to let this go. Like it is what it is and just like find another job. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like I like my job. I don't want to have to go find a new job because my boss is literally a fucking pervert and weird and doesn't know what boundaries are and is saying he's going to pay us to have sex with us. Like that I shouldn't have to go find another job because this man doesn't know how to act. Like absolutely not. So And then like going through that meeting, it was like, okay, they literally don't care. Like nobody cares. And they don't want me to open an HR case because they're like threatening me. Like, oh, if you open an HR case, like everybody's going to know your name's going to be involved. He's going to know you're the one that opened it. So it's like, of course, I'm not going to want to open an HR case. And um, everyone told me to let it go. And I was like, fuck you. And no, I'm not letting this go. So the next day I went to the head of operations and I said, listen, like, If tomorrow I get on the floor and he's still there, one, I'm going to get my legal team involved and I'm also going to go to my sister who is a writer for the New York Times and I'm going to give her this story and I'm going to go public with this and I'm going to let every single person know that the head of operations is not taking this seriously and what's happening behind these walls of like my boss saying that he will pay me to have sex with me. So I'll let everybody know. So that's really up to you. And then the next day I did start on the floor and he was fired and he was no longer there the guy that I was filing all these complaints about was no longer there and I was like well I'm not going to like I just knew the whole time I was like I'm not gonna fucking deal with this you're not gonna get away with saying the most insane horrible things to me like that's just never gonna happen so 
that was that. And so that was the story of how I had to put two toxic male egos in their place. One more like the head of operations. I had to be like, I'm going to go public with this story and literally all of New York City is going to know. And that's going to be a huge downfall for your entire company. And like fucking forget it. Knowing that you have a male boss like mistreating women employees, literally forget it. I'll get into what I learned after I talk about the next situation that happened. Okay, my next experience. I had a talk with my boss about pay and it went downhill so quickly and it just went to him like he just started yelling at me immediately and I was like, this has to be a fucking fever dream. Like this cannot be real. But immediately I was anxious. But like I also know I couldn't let him see that I was anxious. Like I was so beyond anxious and I was like, okay, wait, like I cannot let him know that I'm anxious because that just is like as much as that sucks to say, but like that's just like a weak point in a way. Like I just don't want him to see that I'm anxious because then he'll know that he can just keep on um, like talking to me and stuff or like screaming at me and I'll just like give up or whatever. And like he, he'll know that. So I was like, okay, this cannot be real, whatever. So it was such a nerve wracking thing to do, but I had to like keep sticking to what I'm saying because like I know I'm right. Like the pay situation, like I was completely correct about it. and like I don't, obviously I'm not going to go so hard on something when I know I'm, unless I know I'm correct. So like I knew I was correct on it the entire time. And I was like, no, I'm going to like stick to my fucking guns. I'm going to sit with this anxiety. I'm going to sit with this literal panic attack that I'm having because my boss decided to yell at me over some pay because and he's like I've never owed anybody money okay it's like okay it sounds like you do you know what I mean like it sounds like you have owed somebody money by the way that you have to keep on telling me you've literally never owed anybody money so I'm like is that true like is that true and he like accused me of saying that he never pays people I'm like no sir but like in this situation yeah like you owe me money um And so like I just had all the facts like lined up and I was like this, this and this like this is just so fucking frustrating and it was so anxiety provoking and I just feel like he used his toxic male ego to like yell and scream and like look all big and bad to like scare me but it didn't really work whatsoever because I was like okay uh fuck you if anything this makes me want to stick to my point harder and just be like okay you're literally absolute trash. And like, I'm not going to give up just because you decided to yell a little bit like a toxic little bitch. And that's that. And it's like, I shouldn't be uncomfortable talking to my boss about pay when he was the one who fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, I should never feel uncomfortable talking to my boss about anything in general, but especially not pay. Like, why? Why do I have to feel uncomfortable talking to him about that? And especially when you're in the wrong, like that makes no sense to me. And it's just like the way that he handled the situation. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you absolutely kidding me? Like, that's so beyond pathetic that you're going to yell at me and use that toxic male ego of like, I pay everybody to like throw that in my face. I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not just going to deal with that and be like, okay, yeah, you do. Like, I'm wrong. Sorry. When I know I was right the entire time. So I'm just like not going to back down in those situations. For the whole night, I was like so anxious and like I like had a hard time the rest of the night being like okay like I'm literally so anxious this is so annoying I don't want to deal with this like I'm just like I hate this anxiety provoking feeling that this is giving me yeah I didn't like the anxiety provoking feeling that I had during both of these situations for it to bring up so much anxiety and nobody obviously likes that feeling of feeling super anxious but I was like that meant that like I did something outside of my comfort zone. I feel like when you're super anxious like that, you're like, oh, I literally did something outside of my comfort zone, stuck up for myself and um, talked about a situation I probably didn't want to talk about. So I'm feeling 
I was like proud of myself in that situation, but let's get into what I learned with dealing with the toxic male ego in the workplace. Yeah, it might be scary telling your boss or a man who has a lot of power to basically like fuck all the way off and like you're right in this situation, but the only way to put up with the toxic male ego is to go against it. Cause like, I'm not gonna sit there and deal with it. I'm not gonna sit there and deal with a man that has a toxic male ego just because that's what like society has taught us to do. Like absolutely fucking not. Like if you're incorrect, you're incorrect. And that's just about that. And like, I'm just not going to stand there and shut the fuck up when all that happens. Like, absolutely not. So in both of these situations, these men tried to use their status one to intimidate me. Both these guys were my boss and they were like, well, you know, um, like being like, you know, you're going to have to open an HR case. Like, good luck with your safety. Um, excuse me. Fuck you. You're supposed to be in charge of my safety if I'm your employee, first of all. Second of all, being like, I never owe anybody money. Like, I never do that. Okay, cool. But like, why did you have to bring that up? You know, like, because you did, you do owe me money. And that's just that. So I feel like society has just like taught us to shut up and be okay with that. Like when a man uses their status or their toxic male ego specifically to intimidate us, I just feel like society's like, just deal with it. Like, it's fine. It is what it is. Like, no big deal. And like, I'm here to be like, no, no, literally fuck off. Like what you said is not correct. And that's just that. And like, I'm not going to sit and deal with the toxic male ego just because I should like, just like everyone was like, don't say anything. Like, don't do anything. And it's like, why? Like these people are in the wrong. Why am I going to sit back? Because they're a man? No. So, um, yeah, I feel like society made it normalized for men to speak like that too. Or like, Men, one, should never, like, threaten my safety. Two, should never yell at me. Like, these things should just, like, not be happening. And, like, I feel like society has completely normalized that or these actions and, like, it's been, like, it's okay when it's clearly not fucking okay. So, like, if you are having a situation with a male in a workplace and you're, like, scared, like, what if he fires me? All these things. Literally, fuck all. Like, fuck that. Stick up for yourself. Stand your ground. And, like, Stand up for what's right and like stand up for yourself more importantly, more than anything, because if you don't, nobody else will. And then me doing that in both these situations showed other women like, hey, you can also stick up for yourself and be completely fine. And like they can fuck all the way off kind of thing. So like stick up for yourself. That's what I've learned. All right. Enough of what I've learned about toxic male ego in the workplace. Let's get into the toxic male ego while dating. This one I have a little bit too much of a familiarity with. Like, I don't really love that I know a lot about this, but like, whatever, we're going to get into it. I really want to talk about the fact that we've normalized cheating while we're in a relationship. Like, it's so normalized to forgive cheating men. And it's like, I always, like, after I got cheated on, like, I always heard the statement, like, Beyonce got cheated on. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if Beyonce got cheated on. That doesn't mean my partner can cheat on me and I'll just forgive it because Beyonce got cheated on. Like, that doesn't make much sense to me. Or like, you know, men will be men, like men will cheat. And it's like, what? Like, that's not a hard thing to do to keep your dick in your pants. Like, how are we even having this conversation? Like, men will be men. Like, men can be fucking mature and men can keep their dick in their pants. It's not difficult. And the reason I say this, I think it's 100% easier for women to cheat. Like my DMs are full. I can post a picture of an apple and have three swipe ups of men being like, <laughs> like, I hope you have a good day. Like, bless up. I Like, you're beautiful. It's a fucking apple. And they're saying this things to me. Like, it is 20 times easier for a woman to cheat. Men are easy, first of all. If I want any of these men, I can have them. It's like that fucking simple. I could cheat so easily. All I have to do is reply to a DM. That's literally all I have to do. It could be a DM from a year ago. Chances are they will still want to have sex with me. Like it is not hard for a woman to cheat, especially because 
the options are literally endless for women and men are so much easier like so much easier i don't need to take a man out to dinner for to sleep with him like absolutely not not at all mm. i'm gonna have a lot of backlash on this because i know women are gonna be like or like everyone's just gonna have something to say but like i don't care like i could cheat so easily all i have to do is reply to a dm it would be so beyond easy for me to cheat but like i choose not to it's a choice cheating's a choice 100 percent like all you have to do is choose like, hey, is this relationship I put effort into every single day and I love this person so much? Is it worth it for like a one night hookup? Like, is that really worth it? The answer is probably fucking no. In what world does that make sense? Hooking up with a random person is more beneficial for you and better for you than the relationship that you work every single day at to have a successful, healthy relationship. Like, where does that make any sense? The thing is, it's like men get one woman interested in them and they feel the need to like give up the whole relationship, like literally one woman, like probably one woman in like two years are interested in them and they're like, fuck it, like I'm going to cheat like it is what it is because a little bit of attention and validation from a stranger feels so significantly better than your two and a half year, three year, one year, six month relationship like that literally doesn't make any sense at all. The thing is, it's like I'll probably get over 15 to 20 DMs a week. And I never felt the need to respond. I never needed that attention or validation. Why? Because I love myself, one. And two, I had a partner who I thought loved me. So I was like, my relationship's way more important than these people in my DMs. Like, it's just not worth it whatsoever. Like, I never felt the need or to have the attention, to have the validation because I knew how secure I was with myself and I knew I was secure within my relationship and I was fine. Like I don't need attention from another man to make, make myself feel worthy. And like our relationship was 20 times more important than a DM, you know? And like you love this person. So you're like, should I give them another chance after they cheat on you? And it's like someone who loves you isn't going to cheat on you. And you know how I know that? It's because like I loved that person and I never cheated even though my options were endless. I'm never going to justify cheating in any single form like you fucked up. That's on you. I'm not going to take you back because you fucked up. That's 100% on you because I also had those same opportunities, but I chose not to. I chose not to act on those actions because I valued our relationship and I had enough self-love and respect to not do that to you. And also like me taking back someone who cheated on me is telling them that's okay. Like that's okay that you cheated on me. Like I'm taking you back. It's okay. Those actions are okay. And like, there's not a world where I see cheating being okay. I don't care like what situation you're in. There's literally no world that I see that being okay because it's a choice. And like this whole relationship, I also had that choice and I chose not to. So you just didn't have any love or respect for me to do so. And so I'm not going to take you back. Like I'm not going to take you back and tell you it's okay that you cheated on me. Oh, you made a mistake. It's not a mistake. Cheating is a choice. Cheating is very rarely a mistake. Like you knew what you were doing the entire time. It took effort to answer the DM. It took effort to go hook up with somebody else it took effort to keep another relationship alive while you already had one like that takes a lot of effort I'm also super over giving grown men the benefit of the doubt like I cheated on you because of my abandonment issues like okay go to therapy not get your dick sucked by another woman like what sense does that make you know what I mean like I have abandonment issues okay go to therapy like I go to therapy go to fucking therapy if you have abandonment issues like maybe don't be in a relationship if you have abandonment issues work on yourself like, that doesn't justify getting your dick sucked by another woman. Like, where does that make sense? You know what I mean? I'll never be like, he cheated on me because of his abandonment issues and he recognizes that and that makes it okay because he recognizes the fact that he has abandonment issues. Like, okay, I recognize I'm mentally ill, but I don't use that as an excuse for things that I do in my life. Like, absolutely not. Like, it doesn't. He still cheated. Go get help. That's not my problem. I literally don't care. So, like, I'm just kind of over the fact that we all have just normalized cheating and, like, 
take back our cheating partners so easily when it's like they had a choice and they knew what they were doing like you also had a choice and you chose not to cheat and they chose to cheat so like in what world does that make any sense to just like take them back show them that it's okay when you also had that endless amount of options if not more options than them and you chose not to cheat but they chose to cheat on you they have no respect for you no value for your relationship and that's just that okay this was a really big issue in my past relationship my ex was like convinced I was going to be his housewife like a housewife in general and I was like absolutely fucking not he's like if we have children you'll take care of them while I work I'm like first of all we're not in the 1970s second of all I don't want children made this clear throughout the relationship I'm not having children until I'm satisfied in my career I don't want a child my career is my number one and it always will be like I've always said that to everyone I've dated like my career will always come first that's the most important thing to me my goals and my dreams are way more important than any relationship and a child like I don't want a child if I'm not satisfied in my own career like I cannot live a happy life knowing that I wasn't successful in my career like I just cannot do that like I have businesses I want to run I don't want to take care of a child and I told him that his toxic male ego couldn't handle the fact that I had bigger dreams than being a housewife like he literally could not wrap his head around it and like also like he just like literally couldn't understand the fact that I was like no like I don't I don't want to be a housewife. I want to run my businesses and I want to work on my goals and dreams. And like, I don't want to have children until I'm satisfied of where I'm at in my life. And like, that was so hard for him to wrap his head around. He's like, yeah, but like, who's going to take care of the children? First of all, what fucking children? Like, I literally said a million times, I don't want children. So like, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me to just pop out babies 24 seven. Like he didn't understand that. Also, another issue in our relationship was money. I made more money than him and that was a constant argument and like because I made more money but he had more in his savings he thought he was such a flex like he thought it was like the best thing in the world he was like well I have so much more in my savings it's like sir I'm 23 you're 33 I hope you have more in your savings you had 10 years on me to build a savings account I fucking hope you do but the fact that I made more money was such a hard thing for him to deal with in a way and he would argue with me about everything everything with me money wise like I never once brought up money but it was like a serious issue for him every single time to like get his point across and always had a say on what I spent my money on and I'm like none of this affects you and I don't need your permission to spend my money like if I want to spend three thousand dollars on a bag I'm going to do exactly that like this only bothers you because I make more money than you so like just admit that and that's okay but that's not my problem take that shit to therapy like if you feel so threatened by things I'm buying and things I'm doing when I am more than okay financially stable I'm totally fine with what I'm spending my money on like I go over my finances monthly. I check in with my financial advisor who is my sister, but she knows what I spend my money on. Like I'm okay financially. Like this isn't a worry to you. You shouldn't worry about this whatsoever. You're only worried about this and threatened by this because I'm making more than you. And that's why it's a hundred percent a topic in your brain 24 seven. And it's hard for the toxic male ego to accept the fact that women can make more money than you. Like just what I personally dealt with in my past relationship, that was a really difficult thing for him to even deal with. And it's like, I can make more money than you. And that doesn't mean anything in our relationship. Like that shouldn't affect the relationship whatsoever just because I'm making more than you. Like that shouldn't really do anything, but it did. It was a constant conversation point in my relationship. And I was like, this is just getting so fucking pointless. So 
The next situation I want to talk about is that's like it for like the dating ship, being in a relationship with the toxic male ego. Let's talk about the talking stage and dealing with the toxic male ego in the talking stage. This situation feels like it applies to like all men and like I just like don't really love a talking stage. Like it absolutely makes no fucking sense to me. Um, I just don't really get this of like never knowing what they want at the expense of a woman's feelings like the talking stage. I feel like everything is so normalized for men and men can get away with literally whatever. They can be in a talking stage and have sex with like seven women and just because you're not exclusive and you're not just because like you're not in a relationship it's okay. And those things are totally fine. But you're doing relationship things and you're talking to this person every day and you know these actions would hurt another person. But men get away with it a little bit more because we're not official. And it's like, but if it was reversed, every single time I've seen this reversed, it's an issue in the sense of like, if I go out and have sex with seven people, it's a problem and you're hurt and your feelings are hurt and I'm the biggest slut in the entire world. But you did it the whole time and I have to accept that just because we're in the talking stage. What sense does that make? Literally none whatsoever. And they get away with it because you're like not in a relationship. It's like, no, if you're going to go out and talk to other women and I'm sitting here and I'm giving you my time, I'm giving you my energy, we're doing relationship kind of things like, no, I'm not going to be in a situation with anybody like that literally ever. Like there's no way I'm giving my energy and my time to somebody and they will be having sex with other people or even speaking to other people like no or being able to do whatever the fuck they want. Like that's just not how it goes. Like there needs to be boundaries for situationships and I'm just not going to sit there while you go and talk to half of New York City and just supposed to be okay with that. No, like absolutely not. Just like just like honestly there needs to be boundaries for situationships like there are relationships and if your boundaries are like too much for someone then they aren't the right person and that's that like I think there 100% needs to be boundaries in a situationship of like this makes me uncomfortable this makes me uncomfortable this makes me uncomfortable instead of just sitting with something and having to deal with it just because like that's what society thinks that we should all be doing like absolutely not and when you put up boundaries like this men with a toxic male ego tend to hate this they're like oh she's fucking crazy she's nuts it's like no I value my energy I value my time and I I respect myself and I'm not going to be with somebody who's fucking every single other person. Like, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to invest myself into somebody who's doing those kind of things because they want their cake and nobody else to have it. They want you to be the most loyal person in the entire world, but they want to be like, have the option to talk to someone if they want to. And it's like, that's not how things are going to go. Once you bring up things like, oh, hey, things are getting pretty serious or like, hey, I'm going to go talk to other people because like we're not exclusive it makes them feel fragile. Like immediate when you you switch those roles onto them and you're like, I'm actually going to go talk to other people and I'm actually going to go literally fuck other people if I want to because we're not exclusive. We're not a relationship. You're not giving me that. Um, They literally feel fragile and they'll either end it or they literally probably will just end it at that point and be like, okay, whatever. Like I just have to fucking end it. Like I'm not going to sit here while you just like talk to other people. But it's like the woman's supposed to sit there and just be okay with it the whole time. Like absolutely not. I just feel like we're made to think we have to accept certain things when we don't have to and we just have to set those boundaries for ourselves and if the men are so used to what society has taught them then that's on them and like that's not on you whatsoever like I'm just not gonna sit there and do what society told me is normal when I know it's making me uncomfortable and even if I throw that back in their face and I pull a them on them and like decide that I want to talk to other people or open things up and they're like immediately like no like I don't want to do that but you're not giving me a relationship so I'm not going to give you that either like I'm just not going to you guys that's it for my toxic male ego episode it was a lot it really was a lot but 
I do love every single one of you. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at SheIsLivy. I have YouTube content coming out soon. Make sure to use my code 20Livy on Princess Polly for that fat-ass discount. And that is that, you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.